Abundance of love, abundance of grace, down to that cross, you took my place, oh God, you take my ransom, my ransom, your love, you give up abundant life. Abundant Life, Christian Fellowship Church, loving God, loving people, now. Here's Pastor Scott. All right, having said that, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, I want you to get ready for the word of the Lord. In verse 16, Jesus is teaching, and he says, When you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for fasting. I tell you the truth, this is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair. And wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. I want to preach to you this morning from a sermon titled, Get Ready for Our Fast. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. I pray now, God, that you would calm my mind and my spirit and anoint me to say the things that would honor you. Teach us from your word. By your spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Every year we start off the, the month of January with this 21 days of prayer and fasting because they have to go together, say together. If you fast without prayer, you're just dieting or, or you're just having some behavior modification. Um, we, we have this fast every month, and as I told you during the announcements this morning, that our 21 Days of prayer, fasting, and consecration begins tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, oh, uh, How many people know what I drink? Dr. Pepper. A little bit or a lot? Oh, I got it in last night. Ho! Oh, I got it in. I went to Cracker Barrel. Um, man, it's, it's so funny. Me and the boys ate out every night for 17 years together. And then Jake went off into the Marine Corps three years ago, and, and our party of three became a party of two. Uh, it's hilarious. These people look like, don't be sad for me because I'm eating alone. They're always like, just one? Just one? I'm enough. Let's get it. So I went, to, I went to Cracker Barrel last night. Man, I drank more Dr. Pepper than you can shake a stick at. But I, I stopped because... I got a couple Dr. Peppers in my refrigerator, and I thought, man, I'm going to knock those out hard before 6 o'clock. Ain't no reason to let them sit there for three weeks. And you're like, are you fasting Dr. Pepper? That don't seem like difficult. I tell you what, I never drank a cup of coffee in my life. Uh, But I do drink Dr. Pepper. And the Bible says that we shouldn't offer God anything that costs us nothing. And as I began to ask God, Lord, what do you want me to give up for three weeks? Uh, if you open my refrigerator right now, um, there is some ice in the freezer, and there is a 24-case carton of Dr. Pepper. And if you ask me, what, what can I, the thing that I go to, the, the, the thing that, that I look for, uh, I, I'll be giving that up this week. Uh, remind me before I leave here, Dean, I'm going to just go ahead and crush those out. That's just good stewardship. <laughs> and gluttony, but we're going we're going to start 
6 o'clock, you got to 6 o'clock tonight. And, and make sure that you know this. You cannot fast sin. There's no truth in that. You can quit sin. You can stop sinning. But the biblical concept of fasting has nothing to do with uh, you, you cutting your sin out for 21 days. That's, that's ungodly and, and heretical. Uh, I, I was born into the Roman Catholic Church. I was christened as a Catholic. Uh, I told y'all, there, she's to blame. She put a little white dress on me and handed me to a priest as a baby. What's she thinking? Put a little white gown on me and had him sprinkle some water on me and called me a Catholic. And so I've got a lot of insight into the Catholic Church, and I'm not mad at the Catholic Church. Uh, I, they've, they've got some things right. They've got some things wrong. But one of the things they've got wrong is Lent. And during the season of Lent, I, and I know Catholics, and I've had Catholics tell me, yeah, I, I'm going to give up cussing for Lent. The Bible says let no vulgar communication come out of your mouth. You can't, you can't fast <laughs> cussing for Lent. Um, I ain't ever had anybody tell me this, but I know there's some people that think, well, because uh, I, I know people. I've been studying people my whole adult life. Listen, let me tell you something. You can't give up hoeing and call it a fast. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give up hoeing for the next 21 days because pastor said we need to be consecrated. Well, God said we need to be consecrated every day, all day, every year. So, you don't you, hear, hear me, you can't fast sin. Somebody say amen. But we are going to be uh, taking this time of fasting and dedicating it to the Lord beginning tonight at 6 o'clock. We'll break the fast uh, following our 6 p.m. service in three weeks. So I want you to get involved in that. Before I get into the message, I want you to understand something before we start breaking the word down. Fasting is never to be done as a show. We don't fast as a show. I, I've, I've had people say, oh, our church is serious about the Lord. We're fasting. We're not, we're not trying to show out. We're, we're not trying to be trendy. We're not, trying, we're not trying to be extra. We're just trying to do what God told us to do. And we don't fast as a show. You've got to be, here, here's a word some of y'all need, need to learn in multiple levels of life. Serious. Say serious. Oh, I like fun more than the average guy. I'm a, I've been an adventure thrill seeker my whole life. I love to laugh and cut up. Dina was exposing me to some people the uh, other night on, on our fellowship and te- telling them what, what she knows to be the truth about me that everybody doesn't. Uh, it, it's kind of, I guess it's off-putting, especially for women, especially for people with more subdued personality. She was telling somebody the other night in the fellowship hall, you said, oh, you ought to see him and the boys at home. They just random, just scream for no reason. We just like to have fun. I mean, you know, I, I, I might just be walking through the house and just scream for no reason, this is Sparta! And people are like, my neighbors. But, you know, we, we, we love to have fun and love to cut up. But there's also a big part of life that requires seriousness. You know, you'll never be the mother or father you want to be without being serious about it. You'll never be the child or the human that God wants you to be unless you get serious about it. The Bible says God rewards those who, who are serious, who diligently, who with, with effort seek him. 
And I want you to be diligent in your seeking the Lord. Not just over the next 21 days, but I believe that if you will take this time of consecration, that it can build some habits in your life, some focus in your life. See, experts tell us anything you do for 21 days in a row has the possibility, not necessity, but has the possibility to become a consistent habit in your life. Uh, listen, if I started drinking coffee, if I, start, if, I started, if I drank coffee every day for 21 days, I'm, I, I would have the possibility to continue past 21 days. Amen? You act like a fool every day for 21 days. Guess what? You, you got a strong possibility uh, of some foolery going on. And if you take 21 days and you get serious about the Lord and build some consistency in your life, it can spill over into the greater quality of your life. But let's look at our text this morning. Jesus talking in Matthew 6, 16. He said, and when you fast, comma, say comma. I tell you one thing, y'all going to remember some stuff. Uh, if, if the Lord ever takes me off this planet, y'all going to, y'all going to, some of this is going to stick with you. It, it's like my mom. My mom's voice is in my head all the time. I didn't have a father, but I had a strong mother figure. I had, I had a, I had a mother that, that didn't play games and she said what she meant and she meant what she said. And at any point in my life, I could, if I thought, what would my mom say right now? I don't even have to call her on the phone and ask her. Right, how many of y'all can still hear mama, grandmama, and them's voice? You know what they say. You're going to remember some stuff. Oh, speaking of that, I put something on Facebook about my house being, uh, being up for sale. I, I put my house on, up for sale yesterday um, and prayed that God would let it, let it uh, sell quickly. And people started get, digging in my business. And they're like, where are you? Somebody put on my Facebook, where are you going next? What you about to do? Where you go? Where you going to go? I thought, I'm a private person. I'm like this weird combination of extrovert when I need to be, but painfully introverted, introverted the rest of the time. Uh, I'm like, hey, what, what am I going to write to the whole world? Uh, I keep 4,980-something people on my Facebook. Because if you let it go over 5,000, then they put you on a different personality level and you can't interact with your friends. So I, I shave, some of y'all been shaved off. I don't know, maybe not in here, but lots of people been shaved. It, it gets up over 49.90. I just go in and I just delete 50 or 60 people. Um, but so I got, I got 5,000 people roughly look, looking at this, and I thought, I ain't putting my business out here to all these. Because how many of y'all know, your enemies will stalk you harder than your friends. <laughs> Y'all think, oh, pe- people viewing my stuff. Yeah, they're spying on you. So somebody put, where, where are you going to go? That's a good friend of mine. We ain't talked in, in probably five years the last time me and him sat down. So I just wrote traveling. And I'm traveling. I'm traveling from here today to go sit down and eat lunch and drink Dr. Pepper. Before 6 o'clock. And people's minds just. <laughs> Dina said she, she had people ask her, is Pastor leaving? Is Abundant Life shutting down? I had uh, my best friend in life. I'm like, and I told him, I said, dude, I said, you think I wouldn't have told you 
if I was quitting uh, the, 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 the full-time job that I've been doing since 1982? Uh, uh, well, I read that you were traveling. Are you, are you leaving? Are you leaving abundant life? I'm like, I don't, know, I don't know how to leave stuff. God, God had to snatch me, pull me out dead. They got people, got people asking, Dean, is the church shutting down? I heard pastor was, was selling out and moving out. Listen, I'm not selling out or moving out of what God has called me to do. I, I, if, if y'all know me for any length of time, you know every three or four years I sell a house anyway. Give you a tip. Here's how you get rich in America. You want to be a multimillionaire before you leave this planet? Not so you can be rich, but so you can give a lot away. One of the only ways to generate legal tax-free income is to live in a house for two years and then sell it. Uh, the United States government allows you, if you live in a house as your primary residence for two years, you can sell that house and you can take that profit and not pay taxes on it. If you're single, you can make up to $250,000 uh, and not pay a penny's worth of tax on it. Now, some of y'all don't pay taxes uh, because of your income level. Over 50% of Americans pay zero taxes. Stop thinking that uh, rich people need to pay more taxes because poor people pay it all. Poor people don't pay taxes. We have an escalating percentage scale. And if you ever made $250,000 in one year, you know you kept less than half of it. Unless it was in real estate. Now, you put the government got none of that. Listen, I'm about to sell this house, and the government ain't going to get none of it. I'm, I'm excited about that. And I, my CPA told me years ago, look, don't stay in these houses long term. Let, get some appreciation on them, sell it. That's tax-free money in your pocket. Why is pastor moving? A, the church needs the money, and I'm ready to, to get on to the next one. And here's what's wild. Pray for me. Because you wonder if I, if I live by faith, you wonder if I'm spirit-filled, fire-baptized in the Holy Ghost. When I listed my house for sale, when I put my house up for sale on, on Friday night to, to a friend of mine that I've known since I was 11 years old, he said, well, where can I forward all your paperwork, Scott? I said, I don't know. He said, well, you get, where, where are you going to live? Wherever God tells me to live. I live in my office. I live in my car. It doesn't matter to me. I just know I got to do what God told me to do. So if you're one of those sitting back thing, traveling. He gonna abandon us? Listen, I would get get your mind off yourself. I wouldn't abandon God. <laughs> That's a different message for a different time. But I say y'all gonna remember some stuff when you fast. Come, I'm gonna keep telling you because I want to be deep in your spirit every time you open the Word of God to slow your reading down. Don't be in. Well, I gotta read. I gotta read uh, three chapters. Four chapters to get through the whole Bible. Uh, no, no, slow your reading down. It's not about the volume that you, you can brush by. It's about getting it in your spirit so you can live by it. And Jesus said, when you fast. When you see punctuation, pay attention to the punctuation. It'll perfect your understanding. He said, when you fast. Watch this. Some of y'all been around so long, you're going you're to help everybody else learn. Jesus said, when you fast, not, not if you fast. Fasting is expected of the followers of Jesus Christ. And there are so many people that claim the name of Christ, swear up and down that they are saved and on their way to heaven, born again for sure, and they have never one time fasted in their life. 
Jesus didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast. But he said don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, comma. Now, see, they understood this in a wider range because life back then, 2,000 years ago, was lived in much smaller cities. And when people would do stuff, everybody see it. Some of y'all, now, my mama grew up in a town. Everybody knew everybody's business because they were all related and they all had a party line. Every time I go to my grandmother's house for the summer um, and I'd be bored, I'd just pick up her phone, uh, get in trouble for it, listening in on I'm like, Why was I? They weren't saying anything great. But I was just bored, and it was a little town. Everybody knew everybody's business, and it was that kind of setup when Jesus was walking on this planet, and there were professional mourners. They had hired people that could cry good, and they'd just walk around in black and just cry everywhere. There were professional people, uh, religious folk, who would just walk around like this, just waiting on somebody to ask them, you, you all right? Well, now that you ask. Based on my extreme devotion to God and my piety and me being better than you as a human being, I am fasting. Can you see how that's horrible and not right? He said, don't, don't be that dude. They try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for fasting. I don't have time because we got started late today, but there are so many people doing what gets them admiration Instead of doing stuff in obedience. If you're doing anything for admiration in the, in the kingdom of God, you've missed it by a mile. These people want admiration for what they do. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. That's the only reward they'll ever get. You know some people are going to get to heaven and not have any reward. You've worked yourself half to death serving God, doing multiple things in the church, on this ministry, on that ministry, always here, always showing up, showing up, showing up. But your heart had, eek, had that stank on it. I don't have time to explain that for the white people in the room, but it had that stank on it. And, and, and the reward in heaven for stank. You could be the most faithful person to attend this church, show up and to be in every ministry, but if you got that stank on your heart, you get no reward from Jesus. He, he went on to say in verse 17, but when you fast. Put verse 16 back on the screen. Well, you, you see the very part of it? The, the very first phrase says when you fast. Put verse 17 up. But when you fast. Do y'all see this repetition? When a person in authority begins to repeat themselves, uh, my greatest example is in college. If you ever go to college and your professor says stuff multiple times, he or she expects you to write that down. They, they, they're, not, they're saying that because, and, and some of them are so kind and so soft-hearted on, on their students, uh, they, they, when everybody's just sitting there sleeping during class, they're saying, I've said that three times already because you will see this information on your midterm. Repetition from authority demands that we pay attention to it, demands that we grasp what's being said. And he said, when you fast. I want, I want you to get to the place in your life where you, you don't only fast during our corporate fast. Fasting should be a regular part. Christians fast all around the world regularly to draw closer 
to God. He said, when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Go on about your business. Do you. Don't, don't, you, you you're not trying to make a show for people to see. This is between you and the Lord. He, so you, you're fasting, but you ain't going to make a big deal out of it. In verse 18, he said, then no one will notice that you're fasting. Some of y'all love to get pat on the back, recognized for everything you do. Here, here's what I love. I love that mature Christian. I'm talking about that, that church member that don't put a strain on the preacher. I'm talking about somebody who does what they does with no ex, does what they do with no expectation of admiration or noticeability. And when I, if I was to dare uh, make a deal out of it, uh, here, here's the mature saint that knows the Scripture, that's filled with the Holy Ghost. I say, oh, don't blow me up, Pastor. I don't want my reward. No, you, you're trying to take my reward away from me. I, 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 don't know. I, don't want no, I don't want no pluses for that. I did that for the Lord. Can somebody say amen? amen. You lose your reward in this life. If you were living to get noticed, you lose your reward. But Jesus said in verse 18, Then no one will notice that you're fasting except your Father. And the only reward, or, or he said, who, who knows what you do in private, and your father who sees everything will reward you. I love what it says in the King James. It, it, it says to do it privately, and he said, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Woo! You want an open reward? You're wondering when your ship's going to come in? You're wondering when you're going to get up from being down and stop being busted, disgusted, and can't be trusted? You get to the place where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you want something better in your life. You want Jesus to rain down on you and give you what he promised to give you. Start doing something in secret. Well, I've been coming to church and, and, and standing on the greeter. Ah! Everybody sees you doing that. I want to, when, when am I going to get a, 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 a lanyard with my name on it and a key to the church? Ah! Your public service that ends in, results in public Praise to you for what a good person you are and how much you've done means you've lost your blessing in heaven. The Bible says God sees in secret and rewards you openly. I've been telling the staff for years, I'll tell you all this. If you ever want to have any success in your life as a Christian, if you ever want your ministry, and listen, the pastor ain't the only one that does ministry. People with signed titles aren't the only ones that do ministry. All Christians are called to do ministry. Ministry is meeting needs of others in the name of God. And if you ever want God to bless your ministry, you better start doing something in private because the key to public blessing is private devotion. The key to public success as a Christian is private devotion. You're like, well, I... Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to get to the place where I have a, 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 a devotion every day to God. Every person I've ever counseled in over 40 years, I have asked them some version of the same question. How much you reading your Bible? And they all tell me the same thing. What do they say, church? Not as much as I should. Cop out. Coward. I said, how much are you reading your Bible? Seven days in a week. How many days are you reading it? 
Well, now, and, and then they look at me, and they don't know me because they wouldn't, they wouldn't be this way because they know, oh, you want to take time. I'm here for free counseling you. This ain't, this ain't part of what I get, get paid to do. You want to drag me along and, and, and tell me to, when, when I already told you the seven days in a week, how many, how many days in a week do you read your Bible? And they come right back at me. Well, not as much as I should. You just, you just talk. No, I want a number. You know, you get off Avenue B, and the pastor there wants a nimba. But that's a different story for a different time. And then it's three, four. Some people swell uh, at least five days a week. How many days a week you brush your teeth? Now, if you tell me not as much as I should, I'm going to go to wearing a mask around you. Get me some nose plugs. Devotion is daily. Getting with God. Being a Christian not about coming to church only, that's part of it. He commands us to gather together in his name. He commands us not to forsake gathering, gathering together in his name, especially on the first day of the week. But it's, it's about having a close, personal, intimate relationship with God. You can't be close to somebody uh, without, without talking to them all the time. You want to build a relationship with God? It's, it's, it's very similar to building a relationship with each other. There are people in this room that talk to me every week, some every day. And there are people in this room that they couldn't find my phone number if their life depended on it. I'm looking for big stuff. I'm, I'm looking for big stuff to go on in 2024. Uh, I, I, I tell you what. Now, now, you know, we can always count on a, on, on a, on a, on a swole-back 250-pound African-American security guard to check things out. But if it got real serious, don't, don't, don't let some warring angel jump through the ceiling with a sword in his hand. I'm looking for big stuff in 2024. I wish I had three people that could agree with me about that. Whoo, the devil trying to get me off track because we're already late. God, thank you, Henry. God wants you to have private devotion every day. Every day. Read your Bible. A set time and appointment. Oh, I love, one of the greatest things I ever heard about a Christian um, was when Julie Bridges, uh, Cliff and Julie were deacons in our church. They served so faithful with us for over a decade, and God blessed them to retire and move up to the mountains and sit on a rocking chair. And uh, they're, they're up there now, but uh, just dear friends and a great part of this ministry. And I called, I called the house one time. I needed, I needed to say something. Uh, to Cliff, and he wasn't there. Uh, he was out doing something, and I asked their son, you know, oh, uh, well, let me talk to your mama. I can't. And, you know, I, I joke around. I'm like, well, I'm the pastor in the Lord's church. And you tell me, you get, put your mom on the phone. He said, no, no, sir, she's in her quiet time. And if the house was burning down, we're not allowed to knock on the door and disturb mama in her quiet time. She's talking to God. I said, man, don't you ever disturb her. Let her be. That is devotion. That's, you, fit, you fit God in where you can fit him in. 
I love my mom, and I love when she, she calls me on the phone. But I, but I was took back one time. I joked about it. Uh, I was glad that she called, but she called me on the phone. Uh, she said, hey. I said, hey, Mama, what's going on? She said, well, I'm just riding down the road taking care of some business. I, I figured I'd multitask and call you while I was out getting my stuff done. You working me in? You, 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 and, that's how, and then I thought, you know, and, and I'm like, you know, I, 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 I thank God she called me. But it made me think that's how people approach God. Well, I, I, I have my prayer time on my drive into work. That ain't devotion. That's multitasking. But can I pray? Yeah, you can pray on your drive into work, and you should. There's some bad drivers out there. Stop saying they're all from Florida. You know, you came here from somewhere. I'm not talking about multitasking God in. I'm not talking about going all day long without spending time with God and then realizing late at night, oh, I'm a, I got to stay up extra extra hour now because I ain't, I ain't had my quiet. No, set an appointment. Know what time you're meeting with God and, and do that. That's what I, I set alerts on my phone to remind me it's time for the afternoon. See, Daniel, the Bible says Daniel wasn't like everybody else. Daniel had a more excellent spirit. Daniel sought the Lord three times a day. He had three, one in the morning, one in the midday, and one in the evening. Now, I'm not saying you got to have three, but I would love to see you have one. You got to get to a place where you're doing something in secret that God can reward openly. I'm going to go through some stuff quick. We're not going to get through all this, and I'm not going to hold you through it, but we're talking about fasting during this time. The Greek word for fasting is nestia, and it's, it's a compound word. It's from two different words. First, uh, the N-E, which is a negative prefix, which means not or don't. Uh, and the second uh, word is estio, which means to eat. So, so the literal meaning of fast is not eat. Don't eat, not to eat. That's what fasting means in its most transliteral definition. Uh, but what, what does this not eating food symbolize? And this is the part I want you to get. It, it is denying your flesh of something it wants. It's, it's saying no to you. Now, how many people, be honest unto God, the Bible says you don't lie to man, you lie to the Holy Ghost. How many people, and I don't know if she did it, she still does it, but I can remember my mama. Uh, uh, I, now, I know she threw away them cancer sticks, but I remember my mama before she got saved, uh, she, she was a 400-pack-a-day smoker and a 12-gallon-a-day coffee drinker. I figure if John Harris can tell me when I walk into church fighting a computer problem, uh, good, glad you showed up. We already sang 300 songs. I said 300. He said at least 30. Now, if John Harris sang 300 or 30 songs a day, my mama drank 500 cups of coffee every I can remember my mama. I'd be sitting at the kitchen table eating breakfast cereal. She walk, come walking, lighting a cigarette up, feeling for a coffee pot. Now I, I, I ain't gonna get it. Listen, some of y'all are so so weird about cigarette smoking. You, oh, I didn't know. 
Sister so-and-so smoked cigarettes. What about all the things you do? What about the fact you ain't won nobody to Christ ever? What about the fact you can't quote 12 verses of Scripture? What about the fact you don't pay tithes and offerings? What about the fact you gossiping about your neighbor? What about the fact that you fatter than a barn? You can't say that. Sure, I can. The truth's the truth anyhow. So I ain't even going to push y'all's cigarette button because some of y'all just too weird. Listen, smoking cigarettes ain't no worse than, than drinking too much sweet tea. Well, you know, the Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you shouldn't put anything in your cigarette. Uh, you put all that high-fructose corn syrup. You go to the movie theater and get that 900-gallon soda. So let's don't get on that. But let me see if you be honest in the room. How many people you know that you know that you know your day ain't really started till you drink that first cup of coffee? She ain't even wait on it. Yeah. You wouldn't dream of missing that first cup or that fifth cup. How is it that we value things like that more than we value God? You don't fit coffee in when you can. You don't like, hey, I'm running late. I, got to, I ain't got time to drink a cup. You be late. But you're going to have that coffee. Well, I was running late, so I didn't have time to spend in my word. I promise you, you make time for what you want to make time for. And God sees everything. But not eating. It's not so much about not eating. It's about denying yourself something you crave, like that coffee in the morning. Or like six hours on social media. I don't even know if they do it anymore. So when some young person tell me, I remember we was on vacation one time. Uh, Seth threw his phone on the ground. He told his girlfriend to keep his streak going, and she messed it up. Uh, what, 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 is, what is that? What is that? What platform? You, you, Snapchat. Is it Snapchat? This boy had over a thousand day streak running on Snapchat. How many? Do they still do that? Do they track how many days in a row you go? Is that a thing? That was a thing ten years ago. Uh, why aren't people serious like that about the Lord? See, you, you might not need to deprive yourself of coffee. Maybe coffee ain't a biggie to you. You might not need to deprive yourself of food. Maybe food ain't a biggie to you. I don't eat breakfast at all in the morning. And that's it. If I get up at 7 o'clock, I didn't eat no food today. My body don't want food. Now, I will eat cereal in the afternoon, evening, and the midnight hour. But if you say, well, I'm going to, I'm, well, fasting means not eating. Well, fasting literally means not eating for the, uh, denying yourself of something so that you can focus more on God for his glory. Now, some, some of you, if you say, well, I'm going to fast breakfast. <laughs> you ain't ate breakfast since your mama fed you. That ain't fasting. Fasting, here it is, and we'll get done. It has to cost you something. It has to cost you something. And I believe it doesn't have to necessarily be food or drink. Some of y'all, <laughs> it is incredible. Some of y'all play, play these, and, and I'm not immune to it. I, I, I got to rein myself in. I don't know what is so addictive about 
bingo on a cell phone. Yeah. Yahtzee on a cell phone. Whatever. Solitaire. I remember in 86, uh, it, being, being in the Army, when the government had to pass a law. You remember that, Sonia? Y'all were in the military at the same time. Uh, they, they, they crushed out every computer in the government. And, and block solitaire because they found the average government employee was spending over half their hours playing solitaire on a computer. Why did everybody pick solitaire? Because it was 1980. It was the only game online. <laughs> you might need to fast that. You got people average, averaging seven hours a day on television. Let me tell you what the old people used to say. Is you drunk? You ain't on that stuff, is you? Seven hours a day staring at a television? <laughs> you got nothing going on. Your yard looks raggedy. Your house ain't clean. You ain't got no devotion to God. You ain't asking him to bless you, but you ain't planting no blessable seed. I don't know what you need to fast. I just know it's got to cost you something. When God told David to sacrifice to the Lord, he went, he found a field, a man named Maroon owned it. He, he said, you know, I'm David. God told me to build an altar and fast to him. Uh, I want to buy this stuff from you because, you know, I'm traveling light and I don't have all that in my back pocket. And the man said, far be it from me to take anything from my king. You have it all. David's like, you ain't stealing my blessing, country boy. He said, no, I will surely pay full price for it. Because I refuse to offer something to God that costs me nothing. Hey, I used to be lost in church like some of y'all. Offering play to come around, guilt to get me every now and then. While they're praying. I'm going to start watching. While they're praying, everybody be praying. You know, you'd be in your pocket like, God in here. What? A 20, a 10, a 5, and a 1? Anybody know which way this story's going? That one dollar, I told y'all years ago, stop putting rolling money in the offering bucket unless you're six. Or that's all you got. Make these people, these counters, they up here to one, two o'clock every Sunday afternoon try, trying to unravel crushed up one dollar bills and counting change. Giving something that costs you nothing. A sacrifice, you've heard this before, but I'm going to see if you're awake. A sacrifice... For God, if it's a sacrifice, it has to be a, a sacrifice. He throwing a one in. Giving God was easy. You got no reward coming. You might choose to do away with some food, but it's about depriving yourself. The covenant, the sign of God's covenant in the Old Testament was circumcision. And God never changes. So the sign of God's covenant still to this day and forevermore will always be circumcision. So what is circumcision? Without me getting too uh, demographic, thank you, demonstrative as, as I'm prone to do. Uh, circumcision is the cutting away of unnecessary flesh. Some of y'all like, well, my parents didn't circumcise me. They ain't God ain't worried about that. Read, read the book of Acts. He said that ain't, that ain't the punchline. 
if you Gentile and you, you, you hey, that ain't it. But in the Old Testament, the sign was circumcision, the cutting away of unnecessary flesh. Why in the world would, would God have any concern about, all right, all you men, throw it up on the tree stump. We're going to take this sharp rock and just get, get. Whoo, these people were serious about wanting to join the club at that point. No anesthesia, no scalpel. Sharp rock, hopefully. Quasi-sharp rock, at worst case. Hold on a second. Come here. What would God be about that life? Symbolically, it's the cutting away of flesh that you don't need. It's unnecessary flesh. Well, the scripture says that we are now the followers of God, not made by the circumcision of the hands of the flesh with the cutting away of that skin, but the circumcision made by the Spirit of God on the inside of us, but still cutting away what? Unnecessary flesh. Is it necessary to drink nine cups of coffee? No, but I love me some coffee. Oh, there it goes the preacher beating up on it. Is it necessary to drink uh, uh, three and a half liters of Dr. Pepper every day? <laughs> Depends on who you ask. No, it ain't necessary. Ain't necessary to watch all that TV. Ain't necessary. Listen, if you spend all your time clout chasing on social media, trying to get likes and friendship, and people don't care nothing about you. Half of them ain't even who they say they are. Got fake accounts. I look at the names of some of these people on my friends list, and I just wonder. And I think, God, is that so-and-so pretending to be such-and-such? Let me, let me get out of here. Cutting away unnecessarily. You can give up. Anything you give up that is important to you. Some of y'all need to go to bed earlier. We've had people fast staying up past 9 o'clock at night. Good idea. Well, how am I going to see, how am I going to binge watch five episodes of CSI and get caught up on the season? You ain't. I tell you what, you got time to binge watch anything, but you don't have a devotion unto God every day. Let me tell you what your grandmama would have said. Shame on you. Shame on you. We got to get to the place where we learn how to give some stuff up. Come on, Victor. I got 10,000 things to go through, but I ain't going to hold y'all. I want you to think about this afternoon. What can you cut off? Not sinful, because that's not, that's not fasting. That's just obedience. What can you say, you know what? I'm going to set this aside. Consecration is purification. Setting things aside for being used by God. I want you to give up something over the next 21 days that is relevant to you. You're like, well, I'm joining pastors. Bible says that we ought to follow our example. Paul said, follow me as I follow. I'm going to follow pastor. I'm going to give up Dr. Pepper. If you don't drink Dr. Pepper by the barrel load, that ain't important to you. But remember this. God said it's better not to vow, vow, than to vow, vow, and break it. 
when, when you make a promise to God and you say, God, and, and some of y'all, y'all know, my, my next three days, be nice to me. Y'all be nice to me anyway. If you've ever fasted your caffeine product, that first five days is a headache. You think migraines hurt? Catch you a caffeine-addicted headache hurt. That's some stuff. I don't know what you need to give up, but I know better cost you something. Because God said he rewards those who diligently seek him. He said that we need to sacrifice to him. Now, if you can't do it, then don't do it. Jimmy called me one. He was going to be like his pastor. I, I've done several 21-day total fasts in my life. I don't recommend them to people. That's for people who lay in bed, sit in chairs, and live in caves and just pray. Uh, if you go 21 days and only drink water, it's going to mess with your, with, with your brain power. Uh, but I've done several of those, and, and Jimmy decided, he was a young Christian. He's like, I'll be a, if he can, see, it was half competitive. Y'all know him. If he can do it, I can do it. Day two, he called me. Now, see, I'm in my office. I'm sitting in an air-conditioned building. I'm, I'm, I'm resting. I'm not expending. Most energy I expend is walking from that car to my front, to my desk. Jimmy's out there carrying lumber, big old, big, Jimmy was, he's still a beast, but the first time I met him, I'm like, oh, you got a fence company? You, do you use augers, or do you actually use them old post hole diggers? He said, oh, no, we're big time, man. I got two augers, this one and this one. <laughs> he's out there carrying heavy lumber all day long, digging holes in the ground, cutting through roots. Day two, he going to go no food. Nothing but water to drink. He's out there in 99 degree heat with a 107 humidity. He's sweating everything out, feeling lightheaded. He's like, Pastor, I don't know. Uh, I know I'm not supposed to make a promise to God and break it. He said, But I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how you do this. I don't know how. I said, I do this by sitting inside in the air conditioning. I'm not. Out, I don't do. I, you can't. You can't push your body, but so hard, especially. And he's. I, I had to assure him. God is not going to be angry at you for fasting something else. And stop trying to compete with me anyway. You know I win. <laughs> Think about what you can cut out. Now, like I told you, you can't cut out being mean and hateful. I mean, you can cut it out, but it ain't a fast. What, it, what is it that, that what's your go-to? You unwind. Average man wants to come home, sit down, grab a cold drink, throw his feet up, and get that clicker in his hand. What, 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 what is your go-to? I'm not even going to give you more examples. Seek the Lord. The Bible says if you're saved, you have an unction from the Holy One, and He'll guide you into the truth. But I want you to think what it might be. It can't, be, it can't be cutting people off in driving and, and, and speed. Now, I'm not talking about violation of God's law. I'm talking about stuff that is your go-to, your flesh. I don't drink three and a half liters of Dr. Pepper because I'm thirsty. It's just there. And I like it. It's unnecessary. But it's become habitual for me. 
Some of y'all need to prove to yourself and to God that nothing controls you but the Holy Ghost. You shouldn't have any kind of addiction other than God. When the Bible says, be not drunk with wine, wearing his excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, that's not a discourse against drinking. What that literally means in the Greek is don't allow yourself to be controlled by anything other than God's Spirit. How many of y'all know? Alcohol will take you places. You, you get under the, under the what? Influence. We're supposed to only be influenced by God. If you need something to get through your day and it ain't Jesus, food, water, shelter, and sleep, it may be some unnecessary stuff. And we're going to start tonight at 6 o'clock. you got all afternoon to make this decision. Like, well, I ain't doing it. Can I still come? Yeah. Sure. Come on with your bad self. Well, what if I'm not good at it? What if I fail? Listen, we all fail. We all fail. We all struggle mightily. Stop condemning yourself for your imperfections. Nobody's perfect but the Lord. Stop letting the devil beat you up over over what you haven't mastered yet. And get serious about getting better in Christ. Pray with me. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your goodness and your patience. Thank you, God, for allowing us to set some unnecessary things aside so that we can focus on you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.